Yeah, I definitely wanted uh, the north side and the south side tap parties to be in close proximity uh, mm -hmm. to both ballparks because this is a baseball beer. Yo, welcome to Beers and Bars. Your place for rapid fire, hip hop discussion, and of course, great beer. I am Kamal Kiddo. OT the Golden Child. Thank y'all for checking out our last episode featuring the homie DJ Sparks down in Houston, Texas. Um, Shout out if, you, if you ever going through the Houston area, make sure you check out the 627 food trunk, uh, truck. You know what I'm saying? They yes, got great, yes. uh, great, delicious food down there and all that, man. They pop up at places. So just make sure you follow them. Uh, you should follow them. They yeah. food looks delicious for real. And and follow my homie uh, Sparks. That's Design Lab Sparks. You know what I'm saying on IG for your graphic design needs. So yeah, man, uh, we are here today with a uh, first time on the show guest. You know what I'm saying? First time uh, stopping by beers and bars. We gonna let my man introduce himself. Go ahead, my brother. Uh, my name is Jay Westbrook, aka the Black Beer Baron. Uh... Just an aspiring brewer trying to make dope a dope beer with dope people for dope causes. You know what I'm saying? Simple man lead a simple life, but love true fast beer. Word up, beautiful, man. beautiful. We're gonna talk to Jay today about um, a beer that he has coming up soon to release. It's not it's not out yet, right? Uh, depending on who you ask, uh, you, you <laughs> oh. ask nicely. I might be able to find the find the ground. Oh, oh. but it's not it's not widely released yet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it ain't in the streets until next Tuesday. Okay, got gotcha. you, got you. Um, so we're gonna talk to Jay about uh what he got going on, and we're going to talk about G Herbo's latest album, Twenty Five. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Chicago's on. Not crazy. Right, right. It's a real Chicago episode today, man. Yeah, man. Chicago episode, Chicago vibes today. Uh, what are we drinking, fellas? What are we drinking? Um, I'm gonna kick it off, man. We were talking, we were talking before the show. I gotta give a big shout out to the to the missus for her uh, new endeavor, her new uh, Tavor experience, and, and and her, you know, wanting to just get me beers off of there from all over the place. So, shout out to my wife, man. Uh, I got some some wild shit going on here today, man. I got uh, what's called Epicurean from Urban Ad uh, Artifact, which is a brewery out in Cincinnati, Ohio. This joint is a peanut butter and black berry jelly ale brew with roasted peanuts and blackberries coming in at eight and a half percent. So I've never done anything like this in my life. I've definitely had some different fruited sour type situations and whatnot, but this is a straight uh, peanut butter and jelly, blackberry jelly ale. You know what I'm saying? Like crazy. So I'm going to see what this joint looking like. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, man. I actually like that that burgundy looking. Yeah, man. I like yeah. that burgundy color, man. Oh, that is it almost changed color. Yeah, it did. That happened. It, <laughs> All right, that's different, man. You definitely get the you definitely get a hint of the blackberries. You know what I'm saying? Uh, ooh, on the back end you get the peanut butter. It's it's basically like catching those blackberries up front, but on the back end that that peanut butter kind of pop out at you so this is this is some wild shit i never had anything like uh anything like this um it's come on fruity, you know it's no, a fruited sour it bro on a can no it is a peanut butter and blackberry jelly ale oh it, had, on, it does not give any credit to it being a sour at all it does have huh. that tart you know kind of mm. uh, finish mm. towards the end 
Um, but yeah, also a big shout out to Maplewood. We was there in January of 2020 before everything shut down. Right, come on. Yeah, January oh, of 2020. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If if the show goes a little long, you know, we had with this Jay is from Chicago. We from Chicago. G Herbor is from Chicago. So I had to stick with you know at least one Chicago brewery. So Maplewood Sabro Transit Authority. This is a double dry hop. I think the joint is a brew with 100% with uh, Sabro hops, I believe, and it's coming in at 7%. So, yeah. Word up. Got the Chicago Transit Authority looking type, you know, joint on there. I'm a sucker for Chicago imagery, Chicago flag imagery, anything that represents the city well and in a positive and a beautiful light, I'm with it. Yeah, man, you know, Maywood, Maywood all day, Blue Line representative, you know what I'm saying, Forest Park to, you know, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I always wanted to know somebody that took the blue line. I felt like who ride the blue line? And like I knew of some people that took the pink line. But anyway. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, Jay, what you got going on over there, man? Uh I'm actually sipping on my uh Black Beer Baron Black IPA. It's a collaboration I did with Vin Brewing up in Minneapolis. Uh shout shout out to the head brewer up there, Ben Michaels, as well as the founder, Kyle. Uh Went up there to visit my homie Ben and his wife and his newborn. He uh, had a baby during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I said I was coming to see his wife and his kid. And one day, randomly, he was like, okay, so what kind of beer do you want to brew while you're up here? Word. I was like, wait, wow. what? This was, a so- this was a social visit, bro. I didn't come here to work. I came here to socialize. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I see what they were doing. And I was absolutely with it, you know, so. Uh, long story short, I got up to Minneapolis, and uh, first thing I did when I touched down was visit 38th of Chicago, George Floyd Square, and, you know, just mm. walking around that area and, and, and chatting with people and, you know, finding some commonality between that intersection and then, let's say, 71st and Jeffrey or Madison and Laramie, mm. and I think they kind of recognized that and they respected it, so... I was inspired by that sense of inclusion and that's my greater purpose to keep pushing for diversity and inclusion in craft beer. And I was so inspired by that sense of inclusion and that sense of welcoming that I decided to name a beer after the intersection, not necessarily referencing the events of May 25th, 2020, but definitely putting a spotlight on that neighborhood and letting the world know that they're Mm. bigger than what happened that one day. Mm. But, um, uh, then kind of pulled mm. the rug out from under me and decided to name it after my new uh, company, Black Beer Baron, as a surprise and a thank you to me. So again, very appreciative for all of the love that I got in Minnesota. And like I said, I got a dope-ass Black IPA out of it. No Chicago distro, kids. Don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> What's the ABV on that joint, man? What's going on with that? It's it's a beautiful six even. Uh, we brewed it with 100% Maris Otter malt. Um, we finished it off with some Willamette, uh, some Warriors, some Simcoe. Okay. Got some Cinnamar involved to help darken it. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm with the Black IPA and how strong it is. But I like my drinks black like my soul. My coffee is the same way. So getting That's that tough, Cinnamar man. involved really helped to darken that thing up. You know what I'm saying? So that thing Cinnamar. beautiful. You said Cinnamar? Mm-hmm. Cinnamar, yeah. It's, a, it's basically an additive that helps to darken beer. You see it used mm-hmm. mostly and black IPAs and some stouts and some porters. Mm-hmm. This darkens it and finds it up. So, like I said, that's where this beautiful black color comes from. Shout yeah. out to Old Irving, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Shout yeah, out to them, man. Shout out Trevor, uh, all the people over there. Yeah. Uh, black IPA. That's a new one. I haven't heard of that one. I haven't heard it. I've seen some darker IPAs. 
but never quite heard of a black IPA. So that's, I'm learning something new today. I'm learning something new today. Hey, that's, that's one of the best parts about this whole experience is, you know, the educational aspect. So always yeah. happy to talk turkey with y'all. I mean, well, talk beer when you talking about turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm having a hot butcher situation that just oh, came yes, out. Sir. Um, this joint is Indie City. This is a Meridian and Simcoe hopped uh, IPA. This is a 6.5 ABV. Um, this just came out um, a couple of, I'm going to say I think like a week ago. It was on a, like the, the, the release before the last, I think, because I, I passed on it because I've I recognized I get them too much of my money and I need to, yeah. you know. <laughs> expand you know like 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 jay said I, I need to expand a little bit on my you know diverse shout out my man b my diversify my palette you know what i'm saying you know what i mean yeah for sure so. um but yeah so you know your 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 eh, i'm gonna say your basic ipa situation mm-hmm. um it's not one of their double dry hop joints right it, it don't say double no. dry hopped on it right it's just a straightforward no. right okay. no yes yeah, this is a straightforward ipa gotcha okay. um it's got a tropical punch as far as tasting notes, a pleasant dank and a juicy citrus. I'm all about um, that dank, man. I'm all about that dank. All about that dank. Oh, well, that you, dank. You, you're going to love Summer 54 then. Okay. All right. You, you know, know what? what? That's a good segue. You're good. That's Let's a good it. segue. He's, he's good. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, you know what? Actually, before we get into uh, Summer 54, I kind of want to talk about, um, Jay, your early beginnings in beer um why beer why what interests you about beer why take it further than just drinking it mm. well uh i used to live a cor- the corporate lifestyle dressed in suits every day and once i left that area we won't get into what you know what sector of all of that i was in but once i got out of that life i kind of wanted to you know, halfway jokingly, dress like John Cena and get paid to do it. Mm. You know, I, I wanted to dress for comfort. And I was like, what allows me to do that? Oh, the liquor game. Okay, so initially I wanted to be a rep until all my rep friends told me how awful of an idea that was. So then I made a pivot. So, you know what? Let's just start bar backing and bartending and just kind of get ingratiated with the industry because what I was noticing that when I would apply for these jobs, I didn't have like tangible experience on a resume, but I could sit here and I could tell you about these, you know, these hot bills and all of this stuff. And I just never, you know, I didn't have the experience. So nobody would take a chance on me. So I had to do it the old fashioned way. I began bar, uh, bar backing and bartending at theater on the lake. And then once I started becoming more and more ingratiated with how the things work on the, on the other side of the business, I decided I wanted to make beer. Mm-hmm. And I didn't make that a secret to anyone. I, I told people every day, I'd never aspired to be your bartender. This is a means to an end. And uh, luckily enough, uh, I have a mutual friend, a gentleman that runs the Chicago Bar's Twitter account. He put me in the same room with Haymarket. Word. And Haymarket has just been awesome. They gave me full creative control. Uh, when I had to go get Brother Sam, because I had just met Sam the week before, like two weeks before going to a random Bulls Knicks game and he was bartending at a bar that was closing not too far from the UC. And I was just taken aback by, you know, his energy and his passion for everything that he does. And he hit me with the follow me on Instagram. 
What are you talking about? Follow you on Instagram? Bro, who are you? Uh, only thing I remember about that Bulls-Knicks game is that Kobe White went off for like 12, 13 threes. Woke up <laughs> the next morning. Kobe White, Kobe White wasn't on my mind. Sam was. Mm. So I went and checked out his IG and I saw he was also an aspiring brewer. He was way further in the game than I was, but he was already, you know, 10 toes into it. And I had to get him involved on this project. And I mean, Harold's 83 Honey. I mean, y'all know what it is. The rest is history. Hey. I mean, Brother Sam's doing his thing over at Goose now. I'm doing my thing all over the place. So proof yeah. positive that, you know, the notion of pulling up works. So. Wow. That's crazy that that's you all crazy. connected in that way. I thought yeah. you all knew each other for and that's the thing. That's that, that's that spirit of brotherhood right there. You know, you mm. see me and Sam out. You think we've been rocking with each other for years. I had just met Sam right before Harold's 83 Honey, but still that sense of fellowship that comes with craft beer, either drinking it or producing it, that shit is real, man. And like I said, that's my brother to this day. So where did the idea, uh, why why make it a honey ale? And I'm talking about uh, for all those listening and watching, right. Harold's, Harold's 83, um, why, why the honey ale? Like I know that the Herald is for you know two folds for Harold Washington, mm-hmm. um, Harold's chicken, um, mm-hmm. for guys, for for people with the name like Harold. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly, exactly. That but, that name is very very important to Chicago. So yeah. Why why include why with this being your is this your first beer? This is my first beer. I've never home brewed before, never brewed anything anywhere. Harold's 83 Honey was literally a first pitch home run. So, so why did, do, did you already know that you wanted to include honey in it? Did you already know you wanted it to be a honey ale? Why honey? Why not? No, uh, actually, Sam, you know, Sam and I decided we wanted to do something that, you know, isn't really done. And so we knew we didn't want to do an IPA. But he made me aware of this social justice initiative over in the North Lawndale neighborhood called Sweet Beginnings through the North Lawndale Employment Network. And they reassimilate ex-offenders back into society by giving them life skills and teaching them job skills. And one of the skills that we found out that these folks are learning along the way was beekeeping. And they have multiple apiaries around the Chicago area. Mm. And so Sam was like, yo, we should just use their honey to make a beer. And I was like, yeah, that might cost us but you know we pull up on Haymarket worst thing they could say is no Haymarket was like no absolutely it's a great idea and you know that became the advent of what I'm finding out my greater passion and my greater mission and my greater purpose is which is purpose-driven brewing Mm. which is something you know I you know I, I anybody can make a beer and I love that about beer but my beer has to have an intended purpose and an intended beneficiary that someone other than myself and whoever I'm brewing a beer with. Harold's 83 Honey, case in point, sweet beginnings. Right on, right on. Um, so is uh, the new beer your next, uh, the official next beer? Is it the next beer after um, Harold's 83? Or is there another beer before you even get to summer of 54? Because I just want to, I'm trying to 
do your entire lineage. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously, we got we got the Black Beer Baron. Um, like I said, that just came from a spur of the moment visit to my friends. That's a continuation of the greater story, but a uh, Summer '54 is the next step in the story of you know me trying to tell Chicago and Chicago stories through beer. Summer '54 being uh, a ruby red grapefruit and mango IPA. Uh, Let's go. Don't tell anybody I told you this. <laughs> but uh, it's going to top out at about 7.5% ABV. Uh, the ruby red, and, uh, ruby red and the mango, those inspirations come directly from a poem conversation that I had one random night with my friend and a noted award-winning baseball historian and writer, uh, Shakia Taylor. She called me one night. I think I was watching like SVU or something. There was some random TV. It was mostly background. And she hit me and she was like, I want to write something on Ernie Banks and Minnie Minosa. Mm. And you should make a beer about it. And I get pitched beer ideas more often than not these days. It's a beautiful problem to have. Most of them I kind of have to take with a grain of salt because every idea ain't a good one, but it ain't my place right. to tell you that it ain't a good one. Right. But, uh, you know, Shakia is one of those people that when she speaks, you listen. So, you know, I told her, I was like, you know what? You know, I bounce it around in my head. I'll get back to you in a couple of days. See what I can get you, you know? Man, I kid you not. 20 minutes later, the episode of SVU wasn't even over yet. I had bullet point. I had bullet point. I had bullet point. And a story I wanted to tell was an intersecting tale of two gentlemen who were the first Black players for their respective franchises. And a tribute to the friendship that they formed because Ernie Banks worked on the north side, but he damn sure couldn't live up there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, these gentlemen became like legitimate friends. And it also just so happens that my mother was born that same summer. So that's just the built-in personal hook because I, I always try to find something personal. Right, right. You know, and, you know, in my crafting of beer and it just, it just, it just worked perfectly. Like I said, the mango is for Cuba, which is where many Minoso is from. Will be rare grapefruit is the state fruit of Texas, and that's where Ernie Banks is from. So again, it's just the continuation of telling these stories of Chicago through craft beer. Hey man, look, man, listen. I try not to fan out when I have people on the show, but that is that's amazing, man. Like me listening to you talk, man, like how you know, you know, the the separate fruits and whatnot have their own, you know, place within the story, but there's a larger mm -hmm. story between Minnie Minoso and, and Ernie Banks and that's just amazing man i just wanted to compliment you on that that's all but yeah um i appreciate that appreciate that and this beer is dropping you said next tuesday yeah next tuesday we're doing a, a official tap party at haymarket brewery uh over on 737 west randolph uh it's gonna go from about five to maybe 10 or 11 uh because in this particular uh instance is Lost Boys Inc., which is an anti-violence initiative in my neighborhood of South Shore, again, Eastside Crazy, shouts to Levante. They, you know, they keep kids off the streets and, you know, in good spirits and good habits by getting them ingratiated with the game of baseball and or softball. And what I noticed is that, you know, baseball and the African-American baseball players slowly but surely uh, becoming extinct. That's not to say we have a shortage of black players. The African-American ones are the ones I'm trying to focus on and try to get equipment to and try to get these kids to the Negro League Baseball Museum this uh, summer in Kansas City. And to that point, we've already raised over $35,000 for Lost Boys Inc. And that's before anyone other than myself has had a drop of beer. So, again, wow, what's, what's positive that it's working. 
I was just having a conversation on my homie podcast. Shout out the intelligent idiots. And it was a sidebar conversation after the pod regarding how our kids, you know, there's always the the draw of, you know, basketball, obviously, because LeBron James is probably the big, and this, I, I love LeBron, whatever. But we was just talking about how, you know, um, like the, you know, black kids and, and the leagues they're in, you know, how we wish they had more funding and whatnot for the equipment and oh, all yeah. that kind of stuff that other, you know, um, that others have, you know what I'm saying? And, and Absolutely. like, like well, I'm, I'm in Whedon, you know what I'm saying? So I'm pretty sure they baseball, <laughs> they baseball, uh, intram- whatever, how it goes, you know, is, 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 you know, yeah, but yeah, that's just, yeah. Yeah, man. Sure. Yo, so summer of '54 mm-hmm. is a, is a is a nod to uh, to baseball and the joining of Ernie Banks and and who again? Minnie Minoso, who was the first black ball player for the Chicago White Sox. Oh, mm-hmm. by the way, full disclosure, I'm a Sox fan. But what I'm trying to do, and another layer to this story is we're going to unite Chicago baseball behind the one thing that the North side and the South side can agree on, which is good ass beer. True. That's so, a fact. Again, true, true. <laughs> that's a fact. That's a super Yo. fact. And so is the goal. I would love to see this beer uh, in the stadiums. You know what I'm saying? I would mm. love to see this beer getting sold during games. Is that possibly a goal? I mean, I, I'm not actively campaigning for it, but I would love that if that happens, specifically summer of 54, you know, and speaking to that, we're, like I said, we're having a North side and a South side tap party as well as the one at Haymarket. So we're really trying to get these neighborhoods involved in the areas around these ballparks involved and get them ingratiated with the story of two friends way back in the 50s, two friends now who came together to collaborate on a beer and also these children we're trying to get these kids right out here y'all you know True. great beer is one thing but you know if you ain't putting on for somebody else what the hell are you doing out here yeah yeah i think that's cool that um thus far your pro your beer projects have had uh some type of social initiative that's fire every single one will do i mean black beer baron uh, the proceeds from that are actually going up to the Dakota County Technical College's Diversity and Brewing Scholarship mm-hmm. Fund. So, like I said, I'm not out here just making beer to make beer. I can do that. Period. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you know that? Okay, so you saying that you know you kind of realized that you wanted to do that after doing the first beer, and that you wanted to start having every beer have some type of um so it just it just felt right you know and you know once i've set a precedent i try to maintain that precedent like there's a level of expectations that come with my projects now and i want to maintain that consistency so you're always going to see somebody reap the benefits of my hard work on brew day later on down the line Mm -hmm. wow wow that's positive and that's not um you know that's that's Drinking beer, getting drunk with a purpose. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, with man. a purpose in mind. Um, that's what's up. Um, do do we know where the beer will be sold? Oh, absolutely. So it's a super, super limited allocation. So 
obviously your best bet to get the beer uh, will be Haymarket's Brew Pub on 737 West Randolph. In addition to that, there will be uh, some that land at my bar, Nisei Lounge, which is on 3430 Sheffield. Mm-hmm. It's uh, two blocks uh, south of Wrigley Field, like literally straight down the block. I can hear the sounds of the ball game when I'm bartending and not from the TV. I got to make it there. And then, okay. and, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, oh, go ahead. no I'm just saying, because I, I, uh, I was at Low Country uh, last month. Nah. Yeah. Oh, and, man. Hey, right bro. down the street. Bro, that, yeah, I'm listening like, oh, shit. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then on the south side of things, we're going to have a tap party next Friday, July 23rd at Mitchell's Tap. That's going to be at 3356 South Halsted. That's a Friday night. That's going to be a little bit later. That's for the grown folks. You know, we're doing the thing for the kids at Haymarket. But the north side and the south side tap events, oh, those are for the grown folks. We get you said the 23rd? The 23rd, Friday the 23rd, 9 p.m. Turn up. Right, because I'm listening. Cause I, I know for a fact, no cap, I, I, I cannot make the, the 13th joint. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking at my calendar. That 23rd joint, that that might be a, that might be a move right Slide there. Slide down. I like I said, I have plenty of good beer available for you. You know what I'm saying? And All so right. we'll be able to get this um, in cans. Um, it will it be for sale at these events? Yes, absolutely. It won't be in cans as of right now. This is a okay. craft only offering. But what I'm noticing is that the the energy and the reaction behind just the spirit of the project has that same trajectory as Harold's 83 Honey. So while I can't guarantee it, I absolutely can't rule it out. And I can't tell you that it probably won't happen eventually. I was I was just about to say, because with, with uh, Harold's 83, man, I remember, you know, uh, getting some cans from Sam. But I text Sam like a month ago, like, yo, I was just in Benny's out here in Whedon. And your beer is yeah. on the shelf out here, G. Like in, mm-hmm. the, yeah. in, in the great West suburbs, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, you never... And, you know. and, and, and and our placement with Harold's 83 Honey is so crazy. Like, we're in Jewel Osco now. We're at Beer Temple, Bermiscuit. It's Bitter Pops, Bottles and Cans. Honey Butter Fried Chicken's got us. Chef Eric over at Virtue on 53rd and Harper got us, you know. And that's just a testament to Sam's hard work, the whole team over at uh, Haymarket's hard work, and, of course, mine. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and pat everybody Absolutely. else back in my game. So, like, All right, right. Yeah, man. It, it's been it's just been a wonderful reaction, and now there's a legitimate buzz about behind beers that I'm dropping, and these are just ideas that I'm coming up with my friends. Yes. There there's no yes. intense creative process. That's what's beautiful, though, man. Yeah. If you can, and when you this even like not trying to put us into it, but even this like this beers and bars was is just an idea. Like just talk. Right, me, and, right. me and Kamal always argue about music because he don't know nothing and I know everything. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but this this is just an, <laughs> it's just an idea. Oh man. So, you know what I mean? So yeah, man. C- congrats, man. But yeah, again, uh y'all heard the places that he said the beer will be, you know what I'm saying? At mm-hmm. one more time. Just run it down one more time. The 13th and the 23rd event. Go ahead. All right. So Tuesday, July 13th, we'll be at Haymarket's Group Hub, 737 West Randolph. Tap event starts there. You can get tickets there at explore.top.com slash haymarketbeer. Two days later, Northside Tap Party will be at Nisei Lounge. That is July 15th. That begins at 5 p.m. Those tickets are on explore.top.com slash Nisei Lounge. The following weekend, Friday, July 23rd, we're at Mitchell's Tap, 3356 South Halsted. That's at 9 p.m. That's for you night out. I am much more of a day drinker, but I'll be word up. Come on, let's do some music, man. Let's let's go right to some more Chicago stuff, man. Uh, a, a mm-hmm. young a young boy from from the South Side, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. 
dropped an album called yeah. 25. And uh, yeah, I'm actually kind of, I was kind of, I don't think I realized how young he was. Uh, 25. Mm-hmm. I really thought he, I mean, because I've heard of G Herbo for a long time. So I always thought he, he was. Back when he was Lil Herb and you Yeah, when he was Lil Herb, Herb, you know what I'm saying? But I, I definitely thought. You know, he mentioned on a on a project doing it for like close to ten years. Yeah, man. Which means mm-hmm. even doing it since he was fifteen, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And has always had like that presence and that just like that that perspective of someone three, four times his age. Oh, and you know, that's so. a product of coming up hard, especially coming up over east. I mean, yes. everybody don't make it and he speaks with a definite reverence to that and I can appreciate that because it's somebody from my neighborhood speaking to things that I've seen so I love that yeah yeah, yeah man. um so first of all um I um I feel a way about um artists from Chicago you know I've I've been I've been trying to I really want it coined in the rap atmosphere yeah saying uh trauma rap trauma rap you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i really want i really yeah. want that to be you know coined somehow because and what the what's crazy about it is that i see it oftentimes from chicago artists more than any other artists um from polo g uh little herb little dirt um uh, even um you know the first the first person that made me think about it was saba you know what i'm saying um yes where, yeah you're right yeah 2018 where, uh yeah, yeah yeah uh care care for, care me. for me yeah that project where yeah. uh mm-hmm. you know artists these artists are talking about real life situations that happen in the streets of chicago about their their close loved ones dying and these kids are kids they are young you know what i'm saying he uh g herbo mentioned on the project um how you know they say they they old heads are 25 you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and that's if you make it to that age yeah man and that's heartbreaking and i'm never and and I hear artists, and I listen to a lot of rap, and I hear these artists talk about whatever they talk about, and it doesn't hit me like it hits me. Yeah. Um, when it's an artist from Chicago, and so this project is 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 interesting for me. Like I think I think G Herbo can rap. You know what I'm saying? I think Jigarbo can rap. That, that that is very very true. Like uh, you know, from all of the introspective raps that you know yeah. he gives you. Don't forget that her her can spit. Like he can go, yeah. and I think her you kind of got that on statement. You yeah. definitely got that on statement. Like he took that uh that major Harris loop that everybody knows and loves from uh, the diplomats. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I yeah, really song, mean it. Yeah, and and, right. and 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 Herbo came and just spit flames on that thing. Like, hey, just so you know, I can give you the introspection, but don't 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 ever get it twisted. I can rap. I'm a rapping yeah. ass nigga. Yeah. Right, right. And you know, I his project, his song uh, with Bump J on the uh, Judas and the Messiah. Bro, oh yeah, 
is my favorite track. It's bar none, my mm-hmm. favorite track. Like the man got off. Understand, right? Got yeah. Off. Yeah. Um, yeah. But her man, her is is a good artist. You know what I'm saying? For me, I'm keep it real, man. For me, it was the 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 musicality of it, the beats that kind of took it down for me a little bit, actually. Um, mm-hmm. I thought that I think that he can rap. I think that it he is good. I think he is good. Um, the beats, though, they were they felt very just underground. They felt very regular, you know, saying very just okay. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if he had some even bang, a little, little bit more banging beats, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And this project would have been even that more, that much greater. But, you know, for me, it was just kind of somber. Because, I mean, but I, I can't even say that. I can't even say it was somber. But the tone of it, the fact that, you know, the idea that he named it 25 because he made it to 25, it just hurts. You know what I'm saying? Mm, but yeah. I hear you, yeah. But I, but, but I can appreciate his voice. I, I remember, um, and his perspective. I remember in an yes. uh, old interview, he mentioned how, you know, he has a mother and father. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have to take to the streets. Mm. But he knew that he, he, was trying to, he was trying to get somewhere. And so he knew that being, he knew what the streets came with. He knew what the streets came with and he accepted that responsibility. You know what I'm saying? And he went about his business and, you know what I'm saying? Did whatever he did in the streets. But I thought that was very interesting because you normally, you don't, he didn't come from a, he, he will tell you, he didn't come from a broken household. You know what I'm saying? He had both his parents. He has both his parents, you know what I'm saying? But he took to that joint and he, he, he made a way, he made a way for himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I always look at G Herbo and see him like um the guy he he's like preaching, he's preaching to the streets. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. these are these are things you need to know for those folk in the streets. I'm talking to y'all. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking yeah. to y'all in the trenches. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um I like G Herbo though. I rock with G Herb though. I yeah. rock with her, man. I'll I'll just I'll I'll just say, man. I uh, oh yeah yeah. Last quit. thing, two chains is probably my favorite song. G. He got <laughs> some joints on there. He got some joints, yeah. but just coming off the top without looking at the playlist yet, without mm-hmm. looking at the the track list, um, two chains is definitely that song. Like yo, this this man kind of I like when he does like you know he gets in. His, you know, people used to say he kind of slow raps. He don't rap on beat. You know what I'm saying? But I, but that's part of it. You know what I'm saying? That's part of his flow. That's part of yeah. his style. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I rock with it though. I rock with. I rock with bro. I rock with I, her. I'll pick up from there and just say that and just give a couple of points on the album. I, I do like that song as well. My favorite song might be Statement though. 
from the standpoint of uh no i'm sorry uh demands i'm sorry demands oh, yeah demands yeah because i really like how he can come from you know uh he he stays within the street lane but the, at the same time he's going to give you a a different perspective that's more you know um philosophical isn't the word but you know he's going to give you something that's introspective right um but i like that joint i like um i don't want to die i like cry no more um i do oh, like yeah Stand he, 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 he opened he opened strong Look, yeah, yeah those and that's my three. thing the, the out the gate it was crazy i do think towards the end it kind of gets a little long but but to your point come on yeah man sometimes it is this trauma rap it is tough I was in the gym at like 6 a.m. when this album dropped. Well, the album dropped, and then I went to the gym the next day. It was 6 a.m. I put it on. And it had nothing to do with the, the fact that the music wasn't good. I just couldn't listen to a trauma that early. Like, I just nah. couldn't get my day. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm from here, right? Like, I was born out west. I was raised in Maywood. And, and you know, you watch the news every day. I got family. I got friends. I know people who died. When you hear those stories and yeah. you from here, it hits you different. So I literally was like on an elliptical, like, no, nah, I can't do this right now. And I just, yeah, I just couldn't at that moment, but I eventually went back to it. You know what I'm saying? Listen to it when I was ready to turn up a little bit. And I think his voice to your, to your point, Kamal is very necessary, man. From the standpoint oh, yeah. of the Chicago um, streets, man. And, you know, we, I was watching the news the other day. We had some 90, some shooting, some 17 deaths, 11 of those deaths, which was shorties. You know, so it's different coming when you hear this music and you really hear and you can turn your TV on like, damn. And you know he's speaking from a first-person perspective regarding his experiences. But, yeah, yeah man, go ahead, Jay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, absolutely. Uh, I actually have a similar story. I was riding home uh, from the spot the night we talked about uh, we were, we were going to discuss this album on this ride. Yeah. And, you know, I had a couple of drinks, and I'm in my Uber home, and I'm trying to listen. I was like, I can't listen to this, man. Don't have me crying in some random person's Uber. <laughs> but, but, I, but I, I, you know, I you know, I got my wits about me the next day and, uh, you know, sat down in front of 2K and just went through it once, went through it twice. And, you know, it's so often in drill rap you hear, you know, I'm going to spin the block, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Yeah. That's why Herbo's voice is so refreshing because you hear about the other side. The exactly. And you know what, and, and you know, the, the pain that's felt from these actions. And like I said, you know, that's, that, that, that's why he gets so much respect in these streets. So. Yeah. That's not talked about. That's not talked about. Like, you know, I'm, I, I think about a uh, Kanye West line where it's like, uh, do you know how I feel when, when people is dying? Um, yeah, man, I remember that. Some whack ish. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Unless people is yeah. rapping, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, man, people be dying, G. And rappers talk yeah. about shooting people all the time, killing people all the time. Yeah. It's, 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 rap listeners are desensitized to it. Because that's what absolutely, they talk about. you know, yeah. what I'm saying? They carry and that's and that's why people feel like hearing his perspective is so refreshing these days. It's like because like, yeah. nobody ever discussed it before that. And he got and and you know a lot of artists from Chicago mainly from I mean and that may be just from what I see, 
You know what I'm saying? But I mainly, I mean, cause I feel it when it's somebody from here, cause I may know about some of that, those goings on, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But he's talking about like, to your point, Jay, he's talking about it from the other side of it. You know what I'm saying? People be dying, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, man, he he's still talking about, man, he'll pull up on the ops, but he still has his people that have died, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And how he feels about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And why he does the things that he does and move the way that he moves because of what he's seen. Those you know what I'm saying? He saw yeah. murder at nine. 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 You know what I'm saying? That's that's yeah. something that I hope my children never have to endure. That's a fact. Yeah, living in the city. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it's like, and we, and we over east. You know what I'm saying? And so, we over east. Um, yep. But what's crazy though? What's crazy? Well, I'm still over east. <laughs> right. What's crazy? We were walking the dog. Ot, I told you this. We was walking the dog, and we saw a shooting. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Live. Literally, not even like I'm gonna say half a block from us. We hear mm, shots and yeah. thinking it's fireworks, and we turn around and see some a car, a tan car. Somebody hop out and is shooting at somebody. We don't know. We run around. We were by a school. We run around Crazy, school. Like, you see, what I'm saying? you see, what I'm saying. So it hits I mean, me when I hear artists like G Herbo's talking, talking the way he's talking, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It hits home a little differently. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I, I feel you. And there's other artists that from Chicago that probably talk about gang stuff all the time that, you know, even with Chief Keep dropped, I'm like, yo, this is a little much, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is a little much, but, um, I feel I feel her um and he you know like Dirk has become a superstar. Yeah. Dirk is becoming yeah. like a, a media darling. Everybody want Dirk. Khaled, Drake, everybody getting Dirk. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's that's cool. That's good for Chicago. That's beautiful. That's that's dope. He been grinding as well. Yeah. He been grinding as well. I would love to see her on some of these bigger artists platform with that dirt trial yeah i hear his you voice he got a he got a he has a a perspective you know is not always i'm gonna say club ready it's introspective that's that to jay west point it is it is a street it's, introspective type it's, it's some Chicago, it's some Chicago Nas type shit from you know what I'm saying? Like You're not coming with yeah. like bottle popping no. gangster rap. It's not. He coming yeah, with like Kamal, you 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 called it trauma rap. I'd go as far as to say it's cause and effect rap because you're hearing what causes these things and you're hearing the effects mm. of what these events do to people and how they make people feel. Like Herbal has talked at length about how he struggles with post-traumatic stress disorder. Yes. And that speaks to a bigger thing because, you know, we need to talk about the inner, the inner city's, you know, mental health and well-being 
which is a conversation I'm eventually going to breach via beer, but y'all didn't hear me say that. Hey, mm. listen, listen, mm. listen. Slept on Project, his 2020 PTSD joint, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I listen, Absolutely. when I said, and I don't know if, I don't know, if I, it was a, a joint I sent you when I said, I've been thinking about poverty and how it got to be, wondering how we're going to pull ourselves out of this odyssey. Like, that's for real. Like, the whole, the whole like, I be thinking sometimes, like, how, how, how we going, how we going to fix this? Yeah. What can we do? You know what I'm saying? Because what's the difference, you know, shout out to those who, you know, uh, uh, serve the country and whatnot, but, you know, what's the difference between a kid that that's coming up, seeing death around them, right? And someone else who goes overseas and fights and sees the same thing, you know what I mean? Like, the same type of trauma, yeah. the same type of psychological effects is what happens with these kids. Y'all don't, people be thinking these kids are just bad. Man, you you know what? I've never seen somebody get killed at nine. Thanks. I don't know what that would do to me. Yeah. And that's, a, that's, that's not something that's not familiar to people who live in these impoverished communities within Chicago. Like, right. that's another day. Like, what does that do another to you? Day. What do you that's heartbreaking. That's the part that's heartbreaking for me. You know what I'm saying? Just to see somebody die in front of your eyes by gunfire and he's probably playing Xbox G or, or PlayStation or something. You seeing people die. But yeah. That's crazy, man. Um just before yeah, you like try... without getting into too much detail, all yeah. I can say is I remember my first time. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? And and artists, you know, I, I really hope artists like her, you know, he is he he's not just your another just regular rapper, you know what I'm saying? Regular street wow. rapper. Yeah. Like he has a perspective that I would love to be heard on a on a bigger platform. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, man. I'm going to ask Jay one more question before we get him out of here. Um, if he wants to expound upon this. Uh, well, one, first of all, one question. Uh, who's your favorite rapper of all time? Mine? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, we it, always it, do this. It, I'm so it sorry. Be, it, it used to be Ice Cube, and then he started going against the grain uh, late last year, <laughs> earlier this year, before uh, – before before everything went down when it went down. So I mean I'm always gonna default back to big. Uh mm, okay. I mean just the nuance in his flow and you know it, it's always gonna be big for me. Like if it ain't big at the moment, he in that top two. Okay. So yeah, I, I'll go on record as saying big. That ice cube thing never really happened, even though I got respect for O'Shea's pen game. And I just learned, I just learned uh, just yesterday, I really thought Prodigy came up with the line, but I just learned yesterday that it was big. That said, I got 11 Mac 11s, 38, 38, 9, yeah. 9, 10 Mac 10s that never Mac end. 10s, the shit's never, never end. Ends, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yo, I didn't know that was big. I did not know that was big, G. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, big, 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 so called big. This is on label mate, on his label mate song. But if y'all want to get into that, we can. We say that for another day if you want. Wait, what song? Wait, 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 what song? Come on, listen. I don't know if we had enough time. We can keep going, but listen, 
I was gonna say, what is your bad boy conspiracy theory? Because I remember you said you had a bad boy conspiracy theory. <laughs> big, big, and Craig Mack, we're talking about each other on a flavor in your ear remix. Uh, big, if you look back in them interviews, he's always been passionate about how much he can stand Chris Mack. I mean, Craig Mack. I'm sorry, I'm thinking about a friend of mine. Uh, but he, you know, he said. He's mad I get more but the ad, you know. And then once he said, you know, the UPS is hiring, he felt like he was looking directly at Craig Mack and Craig's Mack. Craig Mack's verse was in response to what Biggie had said to them. Mm-hmm. Because I do remember a 19, I want to say 94 interview. It was big and C's and they were overseas somewhere. And C's looked completely disinterested. But they asked uh, about uh, Craig Mack being on Big's album. And Big just thought I said, I don't mess with dude like that. I'm have to do like that, and then uh, do respond. Well, you were you were on the flavoring the ear remix, so clearly you worked it. He was like, "Man, I did that for political reasons." Puff asked me to do that, but I don't get down with that dude. Like that happened. Wow. We don't talk oh, about I it. I never. Now you about to have me, and that is J. West bad boy conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a good that. one. Hey, if you if you look it up and listen with a concerned ear, you might hear what I heard because I know what I heard. Wow. Woo! That's that's one for the books right there. It really is. I'm I'm gonna have to do my investigation. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go ahead, like you said, and listen with the concerned ear. So for sure, man. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a that's a beers and bars. Yeah, man. Jay well first before we go, uh Jay West, tell up tell everybody where they can follow you at, man. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Major League. That's M-A-J-A-L-E-E-G. I also have a personal Instagram under the same name, but I have a, a dedicated brew page over on Instagram. It's called Blackbeard Baron, which is the name of the company. Get down. All right, man. We appreciate the time. Beers and bars, man. Hell yeah. See everybody next time. Peace.